it's Lisa Cordoff. Welcome to the podcast where you can expect inspiring, raw, energizing, and transformative conversations with people on the path of personal evolution. I'm here to really live my life. And if you are too, these conversations are just for you. I'm really glad you're here. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am speaking to you from Melbourne. We are still in a pretty hardcore lockdown, but it is a gloriously sunny day. The blue skies, beautiful spring weather, and there's a gang of kids outside my window. No doubt you'll hear them probably at some point or another while I'm recording this. They're all outside playing Gang Up Tiggy or Forty Forty or whatever it is. And I tell you, it's a sweet, sweet sound to hear kids playing after, you know, just this, it, I mean, lockdown sucks. Lockdown is really, really hard. And it's especially hard for, for kids. There's no denying it. Um, there's a lot of pain out there in Melbourne and in Sydney at the moment, and it honestly, it just feels sort of never-ending in lots of ways. But in this episode, I wanted to share with you just something really small that shifted for us in this lockdown at the very, very start of lockdown number six, <laughs> I think we're in, God, uh, that has really changed things uh, for us. And it's a small tweak and it made a really big, big difference. And I just want to say at this point that uh, I don't want to talk over the angst, sadness, desperation, depression, frustration, tiredness, lethargy, boredom, all the BS that lockdown can be. I mean, there's people who are massively stressed out whose livelihoods are on the line. There's people whose health has been really negatively impacted. And I just want to acknowledge all of that and say that if you're in a real struggle with this, you can call places like Lifeline 131114 and get some support for yourself, but also that when you listen to this, and it's actually uh, uh, an episode for everyone, lockdown or not, because there's some central themes that I want to explore here. It's just that lockdown is the way in which I'm exploring them, um, is that I don't want you to feel like also um, it's not hard for me to, that there's not all of those things wrapped up in this as well. You know, I'm not uh, gaslighting myself about the realities of lockdown and I'm not gaslighting you. I just want to explore this tweak that we made, this choice that I made at the very, very beginning and how that has actually informed our experience of this um, sixth lockdown. So, um, you know, it's it's no joke <laughs> that uh, – these kids here in Melbourne have now, it will be two years of a massive amount of disruption and a massive amount of things that they've lost. So we were in the car when um, they announced that 
the kids wouldn't be going back to school the next day. So it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. We heard it on the radio. And and it's, you know, let's just do what we have to do for the next week or, you know, we knew it wasn't going to be that, but we were hopeful. But I saw my son and his head just sank back into his chair and he was just disappointed that the next day he was, it was an aths day at school and he's been really busting to do uh, the, um, do athletics at school. It's like he's, he's a pretty sporty guy. So he was like, oh, I just don't get to do that tomorrow, Friday. And I thought, oh, mate, like this is going to, you're not going to be able to play soccer. You're not going to, yeah, okay. Let's just let's allow this disappointment. Let's allow this to suck. And I really did tell them like this is sucky. None of us want to go back into lockdown. Holy moly. But when I looked at him, I just thought, you know what? We're going to do this differently this time. I can't I can't keep falling off the edge. I can't keep losing my momentum. I can't keep on uh, feeling like a, a victim to this news cycle and the numbers and what I don't want to go to endless screen time. I don't want to lose my mojo with, you know, eating well or whatever it was. And I just looked at him and I said to them, you know what, we're going to make this. This is going to be the lockdown of fun. And you get to think of all the, the ways in which this could be a lockdown of fun. And at that point, I thought, you know, it's at least we're going to be in it for two weeks. So we can totally bring the fun. Let's talk about fun. And so we we're actually on our way to the chiropractor so, and we were all getting um, a treatment that day. So we sat in our room with our amazing Cairo and they started writing a list of all things that they would want to do that were fun. They knew that home learning was going to be a part of that too, Uh and but it was also like well how can we make that fun and I was thinking how am I going to uh, bring a level of like how am I going to do this juggle because this year uh, as opposed to last year so last year a big part of my story of getting through 2020 was the fact that we had a long-standing um, supporter of our family. It was like our permanent like, babysitter who we would call on James um, was doing TAFE. And so in the very in the very beginning, I got him coming around and we established a routine where he would come from 9 till 12 each day to help the kids move through their home learning tasks. And we structured the business around 9 till 12 being my working hours. I had three hours a day to work and I made the most of them. And uh, and what happened then was um, as the lockdown got extended, because we had this, this you know, in motion because of the rules of the second lockdown, um, we were able to continue on using James and we were all in a little bubble and all was well. He was just doing TAFE remotely. So um, all felt really good. Uh, and I remember saying to people when we came out of it, they'd be like, how did you do that with three kids? And I would say I, I couldn't have survived if it wasn't for James. 
I literally wouldn't have survived that if it wasn't for James. I mean, talk about dramatic language coming out of my mouth. But I genuinely felt like there's no way I could have done that if I didn't get help. That was my story. And so here we are in 2021 and our amazing James has a job and he has a job in which he's in contact with people all the time. And uh, having had my sister experience a 14-day quarantine when there was uh, COVID at my niece's school, oi, I did did not feel like doing that. Uh, And... Um, and also James just isn't available. And so what, what I've had to do is change my story and realize that I can do this, that in fact, we can not only survive this, but like we could thrive. Could we? Is it possible? Is it possible to be okay? Is it possible for this to be fun? Is it possible for me to lower expectations even further, make life simpler, make life more wholesome? God, I don't know. And so we we went into this two weeks and then it became obvious it was definitely not going to be two weeks. And I was thinking, okay, what am I going to do here? And we've made all these little, tiny little tweaks that have made a really big difference. So In the beginning, here's what I want to say is that I didn't take on the responsibility of making it fun for my kids. I took on the responsibility of inviting in fun. So I made it their job. You guys, what are we going to do that's fun today? You guys, um, I'm feeling a need for some fun times. What's on the list? What have we still got to tick off? What are we thinking today? It's a sunny day or it's a rainy day. So what's going to make today fun? And just placing our attention on it completely changed the vibe. It completely changed the vibe. We've done things in the beginning. We were doing a lot of beach soccer. So for some reason, that just became a really, that just became their most fun thing to do. And it's changed and rolled and, you know, we just had Father's Day, which was a pretty, well, look, I wasn't, I wasn't really feeling like the fun vibes. Uh, but I still, you know, we had um, my boyfriend uh, and he had his boys over the weekend. So there was a dad who was celebrating Father's Day and we thought let we can support his boys to make it fun for him knowing that it's not he's not their dad but he is a dad and we get to celebrate dads so we did some fun things but i i didn't put any pressure on myself to be like you know <laughs> bring in the vibes i was deeply sad i feel father's day to my core yeah, there's no words really. Um, but uh, then his son had his birthday the next day on Monday and, you know, what a great excuse to to get the fun vibes happening and even just the build-up, the talking about it, the deciding on the food, deciding what was going to be played with. The other kids made some things for him to do and – fun, right? 
fun, but because we're focusing on it, it even feels more fun. We might have been doing those things, but we named this the lockdown of fun. It's amazing what happens when we place our attention on something. Now, as I said before, I'm not discounting the hardness. I'm just saying that amongst all of it, there's choice, right? There's choice about where we choose to place our attention. And for me, as the mum, I'm like, hmm, okay. So if this is meant to be feeling lighter this time, this is like their actual life. This is no joke. This is not something to endure. This is this is life right now. Where are their choices for me to switch things up? And one of them has been starting school at 8 o'clock. So getting up, heading out, like getting everyone having breakfast. Uh, so I'm setting my alarm and just making sure I get my meditation done a bit earlier than usual. I get in the shower by the time that they're up so I can get their breakfast on. And don't worry, it hasn't really been anything fancy, <laughs> porridge and eggs. And then I get out and go for a little 15-minute walk and collect my coffee and come home. So I've even been out, had fresh air. The kids and, you know, every Monday we do a morning walk and that is, you know, they're actually, it, I offer them every single day, but um, it's feeling more fun for them to be doing school in their pyjamas. That's absolutely not something that happened last year. I was really intent on having them dressed and ready to go and face the day by nine o'clock by the time James got here once again, thinking that that was the way to do it. And now it's just like what feels best. We get so attached to certain things, having to things having to be done a certain way in order to be okay. And most of the time it's just, not true. Uh, so um, sometimes they come out with me, sometimes they don't. Either way, I have had some fresh air and the way I rock up to start home learning matters for everyone. So we get that underway by about 10.30, 10 o'clock, 10.30. Um, there has been a lot that's been moved through. And my kids aren't on Zoom all day with their teachers. They get about a 15-minute Zoom in the morning. And then they've just got to complete tasks, which really, if I'm not there to kind of help drive, you know, I've got the self-sufficiency changes amongst days sometimes for my kids, what they see. Uh, there's certainly one who is far more self-sufficient and willing to move things forward than the others. Uh, but, um, I, I give my best. They know that those hours are the hours that I'm available for them. So even if they haven't moved through the tasks, they absolutely know what's expected of them. And then I need to go and get some work done. So oftentimes I'll have meetings, uh, in the morning, there's work I need to do. I mean, last year I used to, knock off at midday. This year, I'm not. So I'm having to work a lot more than I did last year. 
changes in our team, changes in programs and all sorts of things. And they're not allowed to be on their devices, apart from the home learning stuff, until midday. And then they get a bit of time on that. Then we have a bit of lunch. (laughs) The more organized I can be on the weekend for those lunches, the better. They have gotten into the habit of making their own lunch boxes, which, you know, it's like fun to pack your own lunch box, put this, 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 this. They do, you know, not a great job all the time, but at least then they're not asking me for food all the time. <laughs> and uh, and then we get out and about in the afternoon. So, or things like games of 40-40 are happening on the street or they might go for a run around the block or they might put their rollerblades on and head outside. Um, there's lots more playing happening. They're really responsive to turning off their devices when it's time because they have fun when they don't, right? Because there's always fun ideas for them to be doing. They're the ones who created this. And it's really just the most amazing reminder of whatever you focus on grows. And that good things, good feelings, good times, laughter, connection are actually available if we we focus on them, if we invite them in. Now, I can absolutely have times here in lockdown where I'll be like, oh, no, I'm just feeling it. I am feeling heavy. I'm feeling sad. There's something that's really triggered a certain response in me. You know, I did a very ugly cry Insta story last week when I saw when what came through was a trailer that the school had put together of all of the rehearsals for the production, the the production that happens every two years, and the kids have been... I mean, I'm not kidding, rehearsing three times a week, a school of 800 kids. It's a massive deal. And they cancelled it um, being performed at a theatre and they've said that they were going to be recording it live. So when we get back to school, they're, they're hiring a crew and they're going to record it and create a DVD. And now we're like, Oh, will, will kids go back to school in in term four? Not sure. So everything's on hold, and this video, this trailer of kids in halls dancing, learning their moves—you know, <laughs> kids being backup vocalists and practicing behind mics. You know, the teachers and parents who were involved in the in the band, and I just wept. I just wept for how sad it was that they're not there with their friends and and the stuff that they're missing out on. You know, that is really real. There is so much grief wrapped up in in these extended lockdowns. There's so much bizarreness about not being able to move further than five kilometres from your home. And here in Melbourne, we've got a curfew 
I mean, it's just, it's so outrageous. It's so bizarre that we've also kind of now normalized it. Like, <laughs> this is just how we do life. You heard me say that before. This is, this is how we're doing life. And it's my choice whether to get in the mud with all of that and really get into it all or just kind of get on with what I can control, like my little energetic bubble of literally this household. What can we control? And this is true all the time, you guys. You don't have to be in lockdown. Most of us get in the mud about things that we literally have no control over. No matter how much we think about them, nothing will change if we do. And that's not to say advocacy. That's not to say that, you know, making a difference, using your voice isn't important. But you have to really choose what what serves you in that department. You know, the friends who are just like, have you heard? Blah, 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 blah. Or um, it, things that are happening in places that you can really, especially if you're an empath, you can really feel big things from it. It's your choice to keep exposing yourself to that sort of stuff. And I think the world, we're having a full-blown shakedown. And, you know, we it's important to stay informed to a point you know, we hear the things, okay, even climate change, that can take me down a full-blown crisis rabbit hole. I mean, talk about what we should really be focusing on. And once again, I'm like, okay, so in my life, in my life, how can I feel like I'm contributing to something here? In, in my life, what can I control? What conversations am I having with my kids? What choices am I making that support the feelings that I have towards this? Am I going to go down the path of joining the Greens and going into government? No, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So what can I do? And this is where, this is what it all comes back to, right? We've got no control over most things that exist outside us, but I've got control over where I place my attention all the time. And I think I shared a little bit about that, you know, I remember doing the the 12 days of happiness instead of the 12 days of Christmas. I think I shared that on the on the lesson of attachment episode just recently. It's like, what are you going to focus on? Your husband's in rehab for five weeks. You've got to get your kids through all the end of school stuff. You've got to do Christmas on your own. You've got to do, like, what the heck? But where are you going to focus your attention right now? You can focus on the despair. The despair is there. The grief is there. And you can create space for happiness. And that's exactly how I've been feeling in lockdown is all of it is there, all of the weirdness, the strangeness, the loneliness, the boredom, the frustration, 
the lack of anything to look forward to, you know, that amazing article, if you haven't seen it, that described languishing, all of those feelings, yes. But can we create room for fun? Yes. Yes, we absolutely can. And it's just this beautiful reminder that kids are naturally playful. Humans are naturally playful. Play makes life fun. And I've let my kids lead the way and I've gone along on the ride with them. And it's made everything better for me. Soccer on the beach. Oh, my. This, I am, I mean, sand running. But fun, exhilarating, throwing my kids like around on the sand, best. Cooking with them, making theme nights of food, (laughs) so fun. They have slept in our, we call it the toy room, but it's kind of like a, a rumpus room. They've slept there so many nights. Their mattress is out. I think they one time they did a stint of about 11 nights in a row, just like camped out there, did school from there. And I'm like, you guys, oh, we need to <laughs> get you out of here. It's becoming a bit full on. Back to your rooms. Let's do a bit of a clear out. But even that, was, then it's fun to sort of go back to your room and be in your bed again. I think that the time where I'm, I mean, I'm running low on ideas that in terms of we've kind of hit all their stuff and I think, okay, fun, fun, fun. What do they want to do? And, yeah, they're doing the same sorts of things, but maybe do we need to inject something? And I said to them, okay, this week we're going to go to the shop. So we're going to go to the supermarket and we're going to um, have you – Choose two things, any two things that you would like to buy from the supermarket this week. (laughs) And, of course, they chose things that they've never been allowed to have before. And it was like their most exciting thing ever. It was like Christmas. And and I just think that when you're having a lockdown of fun, I'm just not available for expecting too much from myself or from them I just can't I just can't do the expectations that we can never ever fulfill I'm not available for doing that to myself or doing it to my kids expecting more from them than is possible right now um and that has been such a huge load off, load off, such a huge level of freedom. Same goes, you know, I've some friends in Sydney and they're really in this extended lockdown for the first time and, and one friend in particular were literally chatting about this this morning, her and her, her partner, they, they're just like, you know, they're just at this time of figuring out like well there's just so much pressure on people in lockdowns and we put the pressure on ourselves but we also have it on the people closest to us because we're so desperate for connection we're desperate for relief we're desperate for joy we're desperate for spontaneity and 
because we're finding it hard to bring that for ourselves sometimes. And she was talking about how, um, you know, emotions are heightened. Uh, she's getting confused from mixed messages and, yeah, he's not okay. And you know what? It actually reminded me of last year a bit when I think in Melbourne a lot of us were like, oh, how do you how do, you do relationships? How do you do this with your, your partner in lockdown? And now I feel like I know, um, I mean, I know my boyfriend a lot better just because of, of time, but also because we've done lockdown before. Like <laughs> we've done extended lockdown before and there's so many lessons. There's so many lessons in allowing space and there's so many lessons in fostering a closeness when there's already so much. There's lessons in just, I guess, grace for ourselves and for them. And it's it's actually really like a lesson for life. We can often have such high expectations for the people around us when everyone's going through their their own things. Extended lockdowns give you this, well, it just puts that in the spotlight, that people, the people close to us have good days, they have bad days, they are stressed out, they are light and airy and fun. You know, we can't be all things all the time. For everyone, and we need to recognize that in the people around us. That is a kind, generous, loving thing to do. Take away the expectations of your kids being on it all the time. My son this morning was like, I'm basically just not going to do school. I don't want to do it today. Like, dude, we literally do this every day. I don't know what's happening today. And he'd slept in. uh, He had a really big sleep in and I I reckon he's sort of just at a bit of a tired point. It is the end of term. We're getting close to school holidays and even though they haven't been going to school for it, I'm starting to see some of that like dragging their feetness that starts to happen when you're close to holidays. And it's like, give them grace, give yourself grace. Like our patience is now running thin with having to do this, you know, week in, week out as well. But how can we make it, how can we bring in the fun? It has been a game changer. What do you want more of in your life? It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be in lockdown to want more fun. What would life be like if every day you asked yourself, what could we do that's fun today? I completely changed my life by asking myself, what do I need to be happy today? What what do I need to feel calm today? They were two really, really big ones for me. And I probably, it was probably over the course of about four years of asking myself, calm started it off. And I was like, oh, now I notice when I'm not feeling calm and what's creating that. Interesting. So much easier to create change when you're asking yourself and focusing on what you want more of. So give it a try. Maybe. What do you want more of? Is it possible? Of course it is. Just focus on it. Ask yourself every day. Check in with yourself every day. Do you want more peace? (sighs) 
What is it? Have a little think. You can always write me and let me know. You can always take a screenshot of this episode and um, share it in your stories and you tell me what you're going to create more of in your life. It's absolutely possible. And hey, we're going to be running the next live round of Ready for Change, the last live round for 2021. We've only launched it one other time this year. So get yourself on the wait list for that because you'll get news about it before anybody else. And I tell you what, I am pretty pumped about this round. I am, I know the changes that this program makes in women's lives and I just can't wait to welcome a whole new cohort in and give them the tools that they need to be able to create beautiful shifts in their life. So if that's you, if you're a part of the new crew, get your name on the wait list. The details will be in the show notes. I'll see you next week. I have great news. The next live round of Ready for Change is coming very soon. So go right ahead and click on the link in these show notes and make sure your name is on the wait list so that you don't miss out on joining this transformational program that will put you back in the driver's seat of your own life. This course has changed the lives of so many women. Make sure it changes yours this October. Hey, if you're enjoying the conversation, then it would mean the world to me if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It really makes a difference and it's my intention to get as many of us involved in real conversations that really change the game as possible. Thanks so much for your help and I'll see you in the next episode. 